It must have been at least three years in and three level 40 zero star Dragonites for me to listen to my more learned trainers. <laughs> Waste of dust, candy, time. And when I traded one to Minimod, it went lucky and he got a 98% IV beast. Pretty noobish behavior, chaps. Loving your work as ever. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Everyone is invited around the campfire app. Happy anniversary, Pokemon Go, and hats off to lucky number seven. There's glitz and glam at your local Pokestop showcase. Time to catch up on some Z's with Snorlax and the new event. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 242. It's July 8th. It's a Saturday. It's like the middle of the day on a Saturday, uh, which is weird (laughs) for us on two points, first of all. It's the middle of the day. We never do this. Secondly, it's a Saturday, which is very far removed from a Tuesday. Uh, so, so sorry about the delay. This episode will be coming out. Uh, it should be coming out on the ninth Sunday. The next day, it's tomorrow from our day of recording. Happy Community Day Classic for, for uh, Squirtle, by the way. Uh, we had some delays. I was sick earlier this week after coming back from NAIC, and Kyle was busy. I don't remember. No, but, we uh, just also... We're not keen on recording on the 4th of July. Oh, that's so. right. I remember there being some other thing. We're like, oh, this is probably for the best. Yeah. Fireworks. We both have animals in our houses. Yeah. That would have been uh, a task. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite the task. But anyway, we are here and we're ready to talk about, oh, my gosh, so much Pokemon Go related stuff that's happened and Niantic related topics. Uh, but first and foremost, let's knock out uh, our goals that we set last week. Let's see how we did. So, Mr. Kyle, over the fire, the dark, dark and flames, not fire and flames, the dark and flames uh, event, uh, you wanted to put Turtonator in your decks. Did you manage to do that? Yes. Okay. What about the dark flames research? I did. All of it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Mega Sableye, did you raid that one? I did. Okay, like, and th- one. <laughs> oh, well, it counts. That was yeah. the goal. Uh, three hundred thousand experience. I I did not do that. Okay, all right. So three out of four. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Con- considering how we were just talking about how you just didn't like have time to play this past week, you still managed to really knock out quite a few of these goals. So nice, 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 nice. Uh, for myself, I wanted to catch a shiny Turtonator, and everything but that happened. Uh, I caught a <laughs> hundo on my first Turtonator raid, and then my first Mega Sableye raid, 100% Sableye as that's well, cool. so that was good, um, but no shiny, unfortunately, so that's a miss for me. 50 eggs hatched. I did do that. NAIC was awesome. Lots of walking, hatching, talking, all that good stuff. Pokemon goodness, and the Dark Flames research, I did do that, so that's two out of three for me. Uh, percentage wise, you win, Kyle. So good for you and your 75% success rate this week. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, so uh, you know what? We just got so much stuff to talk about in the news, especially like all the things that are Pokemon Go adjacent, uh, to talk about. So I really think we should just 
hop right in instead of dawdling. So let's get to it. Yo, what up? It's the news. All right. So uh, let's start off on a nice little note first. Uh, NAIC, the North American International Championships. I was there this past weekend uh, with DeFi250 as well. And uh, T-Hubs, member of the community moderator and regular travel companion. We had a nice time. It was great. I feel like my eyes have been opened to uh, to what PvP is in Pokemon Go. And, of course, it was fun watching some TCG. I, of course, I did get suckered into buying some cards. Um, and uh, the VGC, the video game stuff, was incredible to watch. And the Unite crowd was impossible to ignore. It, they were so energetic. It was <laughs> nuts. Kyle, if I squint a little bit from the back row, it looked like League of Legends. It really, really I did. I mean, if you like squish League of Legends down for like eighty percent of its content, that's what you have. It's is left as Unite. So okay, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, they're putting a bunch of new Pokemon Mewtwo's coming out. Like all the evolutions are just about in there. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them are. Uh, and and apparently, only, it's a lot of fun. They're only missing the Kanto ones now. Yeah, yeah. Just weird. That is weird. What a backwards way to do that. <laughs> I mean, like they're I, the least popular, so it's not that weird, but still. I guess. But like Vaporeon is like non-negotiable for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know. It It's boring. I think Sylveon is great. Yeah. But and like Umbreon can be cool because it's like a tank versus the way the rest are pretty much DPS. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Leafion is pretty. I'm a big also big can't wait fan. for Mewtwo to be as gigabusted as Zation was for like eight months. Ah, let's see. That'll Zation be great. was so broken that the Unite community was threatening to riot. Really? Oh yeah, my gosh. Like <laughs> it was think of the most broken League of Legends champion on release, and it was Rengar. worse than that. He's was one shotting everybody basically for free. And he had it's for people who've played Unite. He has more stats at level one than Greninja has at level nine. Whoa. <laughs> hey, to be <laughs> fair, it is a legendary Pokemon. Who needs to balance that out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> people were upset. Yeah, that sounds like a Rengar situation for sure. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, uh, needless to say, I'm I'm so motivated to, to try Unite again and uh, – play some tcg i got to play some with tyler it was fun over the weekend um and man the pvp crowd they know how to party they definitely do i thought pokemon (laughs) go players in general were good about partying and stuff but the pvpers it's something about competitive folks i think that they really seek to take the edge off and and just relax (laughs) in the most incredible way possible uh outdoor jenga being one of them that was very fun uh, but shout out okay. to all of the all the battlers I got the the I had the privilege of watching. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for a wonderful weekend. Okay, now to shift gears briefly for a less than stellar headline. Um, so you you probably heard about this. This news came out late last week. It was actually while I was en route to Ohio for this event, uh, or for the event rather. So Niantic had some news to share, and here are some of the bullet points. Uh, Things were not going well monetarily, and in order to bring the company down to a size that was more manageable, they decided to narrow their focuses, which is a very nice way of saying several things. Uh, One, 
we are stopping development, we being Niantic, stopping development on the Marvel IP that they had previously announced they were working on. They will be uh, ending everything that has to do with NBA All World. Um, and they let go 230 employees. A quarter of the staff of the whole staff. Of the staff. Now, this was then followed by some other statements in that same article, like we're going to be doubling down on Pokemon Go and our first party uh, apps and, and all that good stuff, which is which is fine. Um, but some of those layoffs impacted those teams as well. So it's got this sort of like mixed message sort of feeling to it, um, although none of us really have the full picture. So while it, it is really easy to be an armchair CEO and be like, well, it's because you, you didn't keep the remote raid passes around. Of course you don't have any money. While that might be partially true, I don't think that they were in a good spot even with that revenue because they grew so much. They spread themselves so thin between these IPs. And realistically, think about the licensing, right? For NBA, they didn't have made-up people. Those were real, real names of real players, real likenesses. I'm sure licensing for that was very expensive. Right. Yeah. And Marvel had to have been too. That's a lot of money. I, Gotta be. I several several thoughts. One, everybody said the NBA game was not gonna work. Yeah. Everybody said it. So yeah, being an armchair CEO is ridiculous. We don't know what actually is happening, but we can look at the concept and be like, why did we think this was gonna work? Mm-hmm. When we knew, like everybody else knew it wasn't going to work. It's not the right, you're not targeting the right demographic. And also the gameplay doesn't translate with the theming. Like it's just. Yeah. You know, I heard the sentiment and I, I feel this way too over the weekend uh, being around Pokemon people. And it's like, if, if people that like NBA are going to go outside, they're going to be playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, they have games for inside too. They have NBA video games already that are are very very popular you know like it's uh it's it's so weird niantic has this idea that like ingress is their concept that that was it pokemon go is just ingress but with pokemon there's no real arguments there that's just what it is yeah ingress is not a good game don't let anybody argue with that if Ingress cost Niantic any money to run, I'm sure that it would be shut down right now. But it doesn't cost them any money because they made it. So, And the gameplay fits so perfectly conceptually for Pokemon. It is just the absolute perfect blend of experience for the genre. Mm-hmm. And Niantic just sees it and thinks that they can attach it to any other genre and it doesn't work. We we have the Monster Hunter one that's that didn't get closed. Yeah. It's the closest thing so far conceptually of all of the ones that they've copied. And even then I think you're stretching it like real hard. I don't know. I man, I have such high hopes. And I mean it, it is because you and I both love Monster Hunter, you more so than me. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think I have a higher hopes for that game than you do currently. It, from what they've said, it seems like they're trying to blend it with other ideas versus the just the go out and play which is cool yeah yeah like you can get a hunt and then bring it home and have like a more involved gameplay experience i think was what they were saying yeah and so like those work but why they they spent all this money they took all these concepts 
that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the NBA is really expensive. Like Chris said, Marvel owned by Disney, very expensive. Yeah. Even though they're okay with having very bad video games made. Marvel they're just trying. They're, they yeah. just keep trying. <laughs> I had another tangent I had that I got sidetracked on now. Uh, what One of the comments in the articles, two comments stood out to me. One that a lot of people jumped on but didn't really like pay attention to was he said our revenue, not our revenue, our expansion has, our costs have outpaced our revenue. And everyone's like, how in the world are you not making money? That's not what that means. Right. That means that if they were previously making $100 and spending 50 and now they're making $105 and they're spending 75 they're still making a profit. They're just not growing at the same pace in the way they're spending. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a less uh, efficient business model. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one like, I get it. Totally makes sense. Yeah. That, that's, but, where, that's where phrases of people saying like, oh, they're losing money is weird because it can be misleading or like misinformed because you can interpret it as they are making negative money when it really could just mean they're making less money. But on that same topic, he also said in this article, oh, he being John Hankey, by the way, he being John Hankey. Yes. CEO. Yes. All that. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, no, no, we know John Hankey anymore. But uh, <laughs> he said that their profits or their revenue, their income, I don't remember what the wording was. I don't have the article in front of me right now, was down to pre-COVID levels. And like they, they, those were his specific words. They were, his, his, uh, yeah. they were down to pre-COVID levels, specifically talking about 2018, 2019 versus, you know, 2021, 2022, even mm-hmm. though we're in 2023 now. They, the fiscal year is not done, so it doesn't really count necessarily. And you, you can't help but look at that and go, how much of that is related to it not being in the middle of a pandemic? And how much of that is related to decisions that you've made as a company? It seems like from their standpoint, it is fully tied into it no longer being in the middle of a pandemic. And from a player's standpoint, it's from all the changes that they've made. So we're at a complete impasse of like communication here. I mean, I feel like there is a little bit of a thread, though, that can be followed when you look at the interviews that Michael has done, right? Michael Staranka has done uh, and mentions things like, oh, you know, what's a regret that you have? Oh, I wish that we had we had onboarded remote raids in a different way or slower, right? Because they feel like it blew, you know, the, the longevity of the game out of the water, right? Which has been the supposed motivation behind all of these changes for game economy game balance etc game longevity uh for like remote rate pass changes and a bunch of other things economy balances and price changes like I, so so that reasoning would fit in there it would track with their perspective exactly but that's but that's the argument does it track because they were still making a lot of money yeah at the start of 2023 like we 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 know at least to a, a certain extent, as much as the public can possibly know, obviously, unless they announce and they're never going to do that. 
and you know being part of the community you can kind of see how the community reacts to scenarios but there's also a, a metric ton of players that aren't part of any communities so yes that's very very true it's a combination of both their decisions and the way the player base has changed and it, it doesn't feel like they want to acknowledge that their decisions also have an impact the the decisions to change things I over the the course of the game i feel like it's implied you know i don't know i i the soft it's just the soft part that's just not being said out loud like if you just read between the lines i think it's more like oh yeah like our you know just blake and statements like our revenue and cost are you know longer in parity right like it, it, i get it i think that's pretty much making it that it, that implies that something else has gone on because otherwise they wouldn't if they thought that uh, the cost of the thing was going to be worth in the long run to begin with, that it would they would have kept it, right? They would no, have kept it like Marvel spe- or something else. Well, okay, for in terms of spending for other projects, sure. Yes. But I'm not really talking about other projects here. Okay. Because no matter what anyone wants to say, Pokemon Go makes Niantic all of their money. Yeah, like 95% it's not even, of their revenue. 99%. Peridot's not going to make them any money. No. And Pikmin no. Bloom doesn't make them any money. It well, gets them. It gets them the user data, but like there's... People open that game once a day, they send their Pikmin out, and then they close it. There's no actual engagement here. There's like a $200 bundle or something in, in Pikmin Bloom. Yeah, every game has that. That doesn't mean people are buying it. Pokemon goes only got the $99 one. Yeah. But that, you know, Pokemon knows they don't need any more. But True, true. They'll just buy, buy $200 boxes. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people would do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I... I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles right now, so I'm going to I'm going to stop. But it is very strange to see such a massive, massive layoff when a company lays off a quarter of their staff. I I don't know what you have to have to say, because there's more than just. Oh, we don't think these are going to work out. Mistakes were made somewhere at some point. They were. And people people paid paid the price. I don't want to negate the fact that you know a lot of people lost their jobs. Oh no, I don't think talking about this in this way uh, is disrespectful to those people whatsoever. Because I mean, let let us just say, you know, without being specific, some of the people that we got to work with that are wonderful folks no longer work at Niantic, and yeah. they they really they really really did lose some incredible people, and that's a huge bummer. No matter how you slice it. So, and, you know, and it's just it's it's kind of weird to me because I feel like we never recovered from the last layoff that they did. Yeah. Like in 2021, they laid off like 80 employees or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember exact numbers. And I feel like that's been a kind of excuse from Niantic for a long time. Yeah, being we don't have the staff to, to resources take care or whatever word they choose to use at the time. I agree. I agree. And it's it's that's just kind of feels weird. It does. This whole thing feels really bad. It really, really does. And uh it was evident from chatter on social media that the people that were laid off really had almost zero heads up. Like they left for the weekend and then they were just done. Yeah. They they were told, Don't you, you know, no, we're we're done. Sorry, you can't come back, sort of thing. And that's really depressing and disheartening and not great. So, you know, 
our hearts go out to the people that, you know, um, are looking for new jobs. Hopefully you get picked up because especially the people that we know and talk to incredibly qualified and would do great in that role anywhere else. So please, uh, share that stuff if you see it online. Um, but it is also possible to have that sentiment and be like Niantic, you messed up from a public perspective again, without knowing the full picture, but it ain't hard to follow a few breadcrumbs to some conclusions at least. But anyway, we talked about this already longer than I thought we were going to. So let's move on to something else that is technically a positive for a lot of people. Um, you might not care, but a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> Campfire is now available to everyone. Straightforward. It is now available to everybody. It's not this beta thing anymore. It's not this. Oh, half some regions have it. Some don't No, It should be available to everybody in your app store now. So go ahead and download it. Light those flares do your business, use it to find, I don't know, people to raid with or something. It's good. Okay, there's that. Let's talk about, um, it's almost it's almost ironic to be talking about this event uh, juxtaposed so closely to such a, <laughs> a negative communication. Um, but the Pokemon Go seven-year anniversary event. Woo! Okay, trainers. There's always something happening in the world of Pokemon Go, and soon... That'll be our seventh anniversary. This event is actually currently live. We're in day three, three of it, I think, right now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's happening already. Join us for our seventh anniversary party event featuring rotating bonuses, glimmering gimme ghoul coins, different Pokemon appearing each day to help us celebrate the return of a shiny masterwork research story and more. Thank you for joining us in adventuring, exploring and learning more about Pokemon over the last seven years. From now until next year's party, let's go. Couple of debuts, uh, and they don't sound notable, but let me assure you, they are. <laughs> War Turtle and Blastoise wearing a party hat. What this means is that you can now evolve your Squirtle with a party hat into a War Turtle and a Blastoise, and they will keep that party hat uh, on, which is really, really great. Bonuses. Increased chance of becoming lucky friends. Increased chance of Pokemon becoming lucky uh, through trading and chance of finding seven, 77 or more gimme cool coins when you spin a Pokestop with a golden lure module. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, it's a Nintendo Switch tie in uh, with Scarlet and Violet. So, oh, I should also probably say that this runs from the 6th through the 12th. So this this will be wrapping up. When is the 12th? Is that that's yeah, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. That's, that's upcoming Wednesday. Yep. So there's that. Uh, in addition to the above, each day of the seventh anniversary party will have its own unique bonuses. So the sixth, the first day was two times experience for catching Pokemon. Yesterday, day of recording, July 7th, two times Stardust for catching. Today, again, day of recording, July 8th, two times candy for catching Pokemon. Tomorrow, which will be Sunday on the 9th, is half egg hatch distance when eggs are placed in an incubator on this day which coincides with tomorrow being community day classic squirtle that uh bonus is quarter hatch distance no word on if that'll stack or not i'm going to assume no so okay. even though that bonus is lasting all day you should wait until the event period to get the quarter hatch distance instead of just half uh july 10th friendship levels will increase twice as fast july 11th two times candy for transferring Pokemon July 12th, two times experience for evolving Pokemon. There you go, Kyle. There's your evolution day. You can do that <laughs> on Wednesday. 
Wild encounters include Squirtle wearing a party hat, Pikachu wearing a cake hat, Meowth, Ponyta, Togedemaru, Galarian Ponyta, which is awesome, Absol, uh, and then starters will show up and we're frequently in the wild in generation order from July 6th through July 12th. So, for example, on the 6th was Kanto, yesterday was Johto, um, and so on and so forth. So they, sh- they should be, sp- you have a chance, I think, of seeing all of them at any point, but they're like predominantly spawning on their given day. So yesterday I was swimming in Cyndaquil and I was very, very happy. <laughs> Uh, for raids, one-star raids will feature Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle, all three of them wearing party hats, or you might be lucky and find a Pikachu wearing a cake hat. Uh, this is a different cake hat Pikachu that we've had in the past. Uh, it's like a real big to-do sort of cake, like multi-levels. Looks like a wedding cake, but for a party. Um, three stars will feature Magneton, Lapras, Flareon, Snorlax, and Celio. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> I don't know who you're rating out of this. Maybe Snorlax? Lapras. Uh, I'm not rating Magneton personally. Flareon, I did do one this uh, this weekend. Thanks so much, Steve. Um, and see, <laughs> there was no I'll, other raid around. Rate, if I had to raid something here, someone was like, pick a raid. Uh, Snorlax, yeah. probably. Snorlax, yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were trying to do like a, or Steve was trying to do a raid train and I was hanging out. Um, and then uh, there was no raids around the convention center. It was really hot and rainy. And so there was this three-star raid that was going to hatch in like 10 minutes. And there was like, you know, 12 15 of us standing around let's just wait this 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 is going to be a turtonator absolutely going to be a turtonator right and the entire time i'm standing like this isn't a turtonator i'm going to be so upset if this is a flareon i'm going to cry i'm not going to rate it if it's a flareon pops it's a flareon and i i did it i rated it anyway i i just couldn't help myself yep uh geez so it does happen Uh, also i have to correct you this is the same cake hat pikachu that we've had in the past oh is it okay we got well, it last year for the anniversary as well all right I, well i uh, still have one so great thank you for correcting me all right so there you go kyle's right look at that uh five was going to correct you otherwise that's true i'm glad it was you actually we had I'm to not. make it oh man we had to make a correction from a couple weeks ago now i can't remember what it was we did oh, I, no. I thought we made all of our corrections last week we made like two no. retractions no that was <sighs> <laughs> are you sure I'm like Kyle. There's a lot of things that I cut out sometimes that we say and then I find out later are not correct. Uh, so it's very possible. Oh, oh, um, the evolution for Ursa Luna. It is still active in the game when there's a full moon. That that is a thing. Is it true? Because I, I haven't uh, seen confirmation of it. I just I also haven't seen confirmation, it. but that's what we we were told we were wrong. So I have to bring it up. Okay. Also, also the theming for global Pokemon. Oh yeah, are colors. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're organized <laughs> by colors apparently oh and now like an idiot Side i felt shouldn't be there but it's okay. very particularly not smart when i read that i was like oh yeah okay <laughs> that's right um in five star raids you're gonna be seeing articuno zapdos and moltres this is not a surprise we already knew this mega is featuring mega blastoise so that's cool Field research task encounters, anniversary themed field research tasks will be available. Complete them to earn encounters with first partner Pokemon, such as Bulbasaur, Syndical, Mudkip, and more. Some field research tasks will also award mega energy for the following Pokemon, Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise, Septile, Blaziken, and Swampert starters, essentially. Timed research for $2 US or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access event-exclusive timed research. 
complete the event-themed research tasks, such as hatching seven eggs or evolving seven Pokemon, to receive the following. One, Incubator. One, Super Incubator. One, Premium Battle Pass. One, Lucky Egg. One, Rocket Radar. One, Star Piece. One, Incense. 77,777 experience and an encounter with Pikachu wearing a party hat. I'm going to go out and say something that might come across as controversial, and I think that this one is actually worth $2. The items it provides are pretty cool, and the tasks were um, a good balance of challenging. I only have walking my buddy uh, to collect a candy, two more of those, and then I'll be done with the entire thing. It's relatively easy. Like Two of the other tasks are catch 77 Pokemon using berries, and then there was one that's just catch 77 Pokemon. Um, it's all seven based, obviously, for yeah. the seventh anniversary. Uh, so, you know, I th- I think it's worthwhile. Kyle, would you would you argue otherwise? I mean, other than just giving money to the game, which some people are against to begin with, I think if you do spend money, this one's not too too bad. I think, in terms of strictly premium items that you get out of it, then yeah, it's fine. Like technically speaking. You know, rocket radars are two dollars or whatever. And incense is seventy-five coins. Yeah. <laughs> like it it adds up, but I wouldn't buy it if you didn't want the completed one in your list. Personally. Oh well, I do. That's priceless. So, that's yeah. it. Also, 150,000 experience with a lucky egg is not too bad either. No, it's really so, not. It's really, really not. Especially for those of you that are still on your uh, level 50 journey. Uh, that's a chunk. That's a chunk right there. Not naming any names, Kyle. <clears throat> it's um, never going to happen. It's never going to happen. There's no way. Over my dead cold trainer fingers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so there's that. You and Mew. Let's talk about another research. Oh, really quick. That last one, it's timed. So if you're hearing this late and it's like the last day of the event, unless you plan on like really grinding it out, don't buy it because you won't have enough time to do it. Yeah, I, I will say my biggest issue is it is timed. I mm-hmm. think it's just kind of that's manners. just kind of bad manners. Yeah, personally, it, it is BM for sure. Sometimes it, it it fits, I think sometimes. But I, I don't think anything paid should be a timed research. I'm with you there. I, I really agree. Um, but let's talk about this other research, like a re- like we were saying, uh, you and Mew for US $5 or the equivalent price in tier in local currency, you'll be able to pick up the Masterwork Research Story All-in-One number 151. Originally available during Pokemon Go Tour Kanto in 2021, we're making this Masterwork Research Story available once more as part of our 7th anniversary party, completed for an encounter with the elusive shiny Mew. This should be familiar with those of you that have done this research in the past. Uh, yeah. Once purchased, you'll be able to access a masterwork research story intended to be completed over a long period of time. Tickets for this masterwork research story will be available to purchase this. Uh, oh, sorry. Until Wednesday, July 12th at 8 p.m. local time. Ticket holders will gain access to the masterwork research story during the cell uh, during the seventh anniversary party event to receive the masterwork research. You must open Pokemon Go at some point during a. Uh, between Thursday, July 6th at 10 a.m. and Wednesday, July 12th at 8 p.m. local time. So during the event, during the 7th anniversary event, essentially. (laughs) After you've received the Masterwork Research, you can complete it at any time. It is not timed. You have it once you have it, which is great. I hope so. 
Trainers who purchase or have previously purchased this masterwork research story can also enjoy the following bonuses for the duration of our seventh anniversary party event. Those three bonuses are three, sorry, two inside. My gosh. Those bonuses are two times incense duration, two times daily adventure incense duration, and two times lure module duration. Nice little package there for some, you know, added efficacy for your incense and stuff, I suppose. Please note that you will not be able to gift this masterwork research ticket to other trainers. Last thing about this that is not explicitly said that Kyle pointed out before we started recording is that while it does not say it, uh, it is the case that if you have completed this in the past, you cannot purchase it a second time. So if you're looking for a shiny Mew with better IVs, sorry, bucko, maybe next time. Um, but you do get those bonuses for free even if you completed this back in 2021 so there is something to that this is a chance for people to catch up and honestly i think it's really cool i'm I'm down for it surprised not gonna lie really really yeah this is the type of thing i was expecting to not come back around it's shiny mew though it's so but important on the same note it's shiny mew and nintendo or the Pokemon company, I should say, is very protective of their mythicals. True, true. Very, very protective. So, I don't know. I The Shiny Mew from Kanto Tour was the, only the second time Shiny Mew has ever existed? First, yeah. First time? Yeah. It was, it was a big deal. There was, it was people were playing Pokemon Go for the first time to get it type of deal. So it's, it was just, I honestly was not expecting it to come back. So it's it's cool. It's good to yeah, see. It is great to see. So if you have not done this before, it is certainly worth picking up. I know it is five bucks, but it is, uh, you know, in my opinion, at least, Kyle, I'm hoping yours too. Uh, worth getting because it is a very uh, rare Pokemon. Of, of all the times that we've spent money on research for Pokemon encounters, this is probably the only one that's actually ever been worth it. Yes. Yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, besides maybe shiny Celebi, but shiny Celebi is less rare than no, shiny you was. Shiny Celebi was given for free with the tie-in for the movie, though, wasn't it? Was it? I thought it was also tied to the masterwork research. Did we get a second one? Don't we have two? No, I only have one. Hmm. Caught during special research, so hmm. I don't know. Hard to say. That really clears it up, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't really tell me very much at all. I thought it was a tie-in for a movie. But yes, it makes sense that it would have been for the Johto Tour. Yeah, the Secrets so. of the Jungle thing. But no, it, this couldn't have been the Johto Tour. I finished it in December. I believe it's from a GoFest. We got Masterwork Research at a GoFest. I don't remember. Record. No Either way. I, Either way. I, look, I don't know. Look. Look, let, let's not get ourselves ah. back into a retract. Oh, did you find your answer? I found the one, the regular Celebi that I caught during Johto Tour. So does okay. that count? Sure. That's fine. <laughs> it was uh, it was two years after the shiny Celebi that I got. Yeah. So the shiny Celebi was definitely tied to uh, the movie. I'm trying to remember. Secrets of the Jungle. No, that Secrets of the Jungle was... Zarud. Zarud. Not, not Zarud. Zarud doesn't exist. Uh, look, wait. <laughs> who... I can't remember the history of Pokemon Go right now. It's been seven <laughs> years. 
<laughs> well, we have played every minute of every event since uh, we can't remember. Uh, but anyway, regardless, that that's really neither here nor there. But we're talking about Shiny Mew, it's, and it's, and yeah, Shiny Mew good. is rare and worthwhile worth picking up. So uh, last, also, oh, go also, ahead, it's, it's worth mentioning. It's a small thing for some people. It's kind of nice having something to work towards, especially minus the Kanto Platinum Medal for people. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of tasks that you have to complete and that you can like give yourself direction. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the sort of person that just has nine unfinished research in their yep. special research list. Exactly. We don't we don't worry about that, though. I'm surrounded by them. I just I was playing with Steve and Steve also has a bunch of <laughs> unfinished research. And I'm just like, geez, what? I, on, I really do want to make an effort to complete some of them. I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm going to complete the two rocket ones that I have currently. Okay. So and regret getting the Reggie Rock, probably transfer them or something. I don't know. I would challenge you to complete one of them as one of your goals this week. Well, I'm gonna if I complete one, I complete both. They're both on the last step. Okay. But that I'm going to. I literally have a rock a super rocket radar on right now. I just need to fight a balloon. Who are you looking for? Any of them? No, super radar. I'm Oh, Giovanni. Just need to fight big, Giovanni. Big guy. Big, big <laughs> evil dude. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, really quick, before we move on to the next news item, two last things for the 7th anniversary is that there are new Avatar items and stickers available. A 7th anniversary top set and a 7th anniversary pants. Uh, they're cute. They're cute. They're worthwhile. The stickers are cute, too. You know how to get them in the shop. Spin some stops, et cetera, et cetera. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Introducing a new way to compete. Pokestop showcases. This was, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, showcased a little bit early in a couple of regions, and then uh, that ended. And now this was the global release of showcases. And these took place a couple of days ago, two days ago, something like that. Trainers, throughout all your adventures and travels, you probably have quite a few Pokemon that are particularly special. Uh, maybe it's a massive Snorlax or an itty bitty Morlul. And have you ever wanted to show off these extra special favorites? Now you can. We're excited to announce Pokestop Showcases. In this new type of competition, trainers will be able to enter Pokemon into showcases at select Pokestops and have them compete against other trainers' Pokemon. Only a limited selection of Pokemon will be able to complete uh, compete in a particular showcase. These eligible Pokemon will be chosen from Pokemon featured in Pokemon Go's current event. The first Pokestop Showcases will take place during the Pokemon Go 7th Anniversary Party. Trainers will be able to enter Squirtle into showcases at select Pokestops and see whose Pokemon is the biggest. There will be an icon above Pokestops to indicate where a showcase is available. It was like a little circle, a little token thing. and it. I didn't get to see it. Oh, got like a little pattern <laughs> on it as it got closer. Yep. Showcases will only run for a short time. Once a showcase is over, all trainers will get rewards based on their Pokemon's rank. And the trainer who takes home the number one spot will get a medal. Stay tuned for more information on future showcases. We hope you enjoy this new way to compete with your fellow trainers. Uh, yeah, so I got a chance to actually compete in two of them while I was driving around. I pulled over into a couple of places and saw some showcases and dropped two Pokemon in. I got a first place and a fourth place. Um, the first place was because I was unchallenged. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and Pokestop in the middle of nowhere. And the other one was because um, I'm bad. I got fourth place. So, yeah, it's cool. You got like little confetti and stuff. It's a neat little UI. I got some stardust. 
that was neat work towards my my metal i guess yeah it's just fun it's just fun and, yeah. and so so in particular this one was you know who has the biggest squirtle so while they did make a point of being like hey do you have special pokemon like a small morlol or a big snorlax it really doesn't matter unless they're allowing or, or they're comparing those types of pokemon so what they're really saying is you really need to catch you know xxs and xxl pokemon of all kinds in order to be competitive in these things because it's not just going to be your favorites <laughs> kind of a weird kind of a weird narrative clash i think uh the way they, the way they introduce this at least it, yeah it's a little bit strange i don't know let's let's finish reading this before i i think we okay you talking about, uh, talking about there's it. a couple of little subsections here and the first one is entering a showcase pokestops hosting pokestop showcases will have a unique icon above them prior to entering a prior to entering a pokemon the showcase icon above the pokestop will be green if you tap the pokestop you can then tap showcase to enter a pokemon once a pokemon has been entered into that showcase the icon above the pokestop will turn purple you can only enter a pokemon at a pokestop that you are physically near so you got to be close enough to interact with it, more or less. If you can spin it, you can do the showcase. Yeah. Showcases will take place at the same Pokestops throughout the season. So make sure to visit that Pokestop regularly, which is great because the remote one that I got a first place in is the one that's just out of reach across the street. So as long as I go into the, the yard, I think I've got first places for the rest well, of the season. Hopefully. Once people start putting in effort to to do it, you never know. No, I was unchallenged. Please leave me alone no. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but I'm just saying that what this was only the first time. Everyone's like, okay, now I'm going to start doing showcases once a week. I got to find that right Pokestop. Man, if there's any other Pokemon trainers in my neighborhood, they're they're about to learn today. That's I'm gonna, that's for I'm sure. gonna make the drive when you're not home and put a Pokemon <laughs> in there. <laughs> Like a, a huge, huge <laughs> squirtle. Talk to your oh sister and be like, hey, is Chris home? Like, no. <laughs> like, hey, I just, just just let me let me go through the backyard real quick. It's okay. Really quick, really quick. <laughs> okay. Uh entering your Pokemon into the showcase does not leave them at the Pokestop. Trainers will still be able to trade, transfer, change form, or evolve their Pokemon after entering them into a showcase. That is bizarre to me. So I should have tested this. I didn't know that this was a thing. Uh, so like if I put my Squirtle in and then I evolve it to a War Turtle, I wonder if it keeps the if it keeps the snapshot of the time that you submitted it or it disqualifies you. It, I bet you it keeps a snapshot because it yeah. can be evolved because it can be traded. I bet you they're literally just taking a, a picture of whatever stats of the Pokemon you hit enter, and then that's it. There's no other actual data stored on the stop. It'd be kind of ridiculous, probably server side, if they were constantly monitoring the status of those Pokemon. Yeah. 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 Each Pokestop showcase can support 50 Pokemon. An individual Pokemon can only be entered into one showcase at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so you can't, you can't like, get one around, XXL yeah. Squirtle that's 0.01 meters bigger than the normal and just put it in 50 stops. That's right. Yeah, you got that King of the Hill Squirtle. Congratulations. The Tri-County area is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Switching Pokemon. You can catch showcase-eligible Pokemon throughout the duration of the showcase period. Trainers can also switch out the Pokemon they entered into the showcase. Pokemon entered in a showcase can be switched out remotely. So this is similar to how you've managed or how you can manage the Pokemon you have uh, defending a gym, like feeding them berries. But... 
this is to the extent of once you're in that showcase entered, you can then go back and uh, switch out other Pokemon. So if you want to like be strategic, right? Like, oh, if I put my second largest in this one with the Pokemon I'm stacked up against, and I move my larger over here, I'll get two first places instead yeah. of a first. And can second. you can you see the size of the other Pokemon that have entered, or is it just say if your position, like your first I, or second? I believe that's the case. Yes. That you now that you're asking, I don't remember. <laughs> I was just curious because that would like be able to let you actually strategize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. And question, because this wording kind of confused me because I haven't taken part yet. You can catch showcase eligible Pokemon throughout the duration of the showcase period. Mm-hmm. Can you put in Pokemon you caught before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, my because... one that won first place was a sunglasses Squirtle from several years ago. Okay. St- that that sentence doesn't like why did this need to exist it's kind of strange they're trying to just say that you know you can catch things while the showcase is still going on and swap them in but yes yeah, I, I why lead with that it is unclear I it suppose. is i don't yeah it just feels almost more confused deliberately confusing it, to it, me the writing it, could it, have been much more sterile <laughs> it, it makes it sound like a catch cup but uh oh it showcase. does and You're that's right. why i was just a little confused having that taking part they might choose to flex conditions like that in the future who knows they're gonna have to because yeah. but we'll keep keep going <laughs> okay uh checking where you rank you'll be able to see where your pokemon ranks by checking the leaderboard section on the pokestop showcase page there's your answer to the question uh, well but it doesn't say said. how much you're losing by that's that yeah, my question is do i know how much i'm losing by you could swap them around and then maybe figure it out since it's yeah. on like cooldown on swapping or anything Uh, And and then lastly, claim your rewards. Once a showcase concludes, all trainers who participated will receive rewards such as Stardust, Experience, and more. The top three can receive rewards such as an Incubator, a Star Piece, and more. The trainer that takes home the number one spot will get a medal. Um, I did get a Star Piece uh, and quite a bit of Stardust and a little bit of Experience from my showcase first place. So I can confirm that it does give you a number of nice items. Uh, Trainers can claim their rewards via the Today View once the showcase concludes, or they can claim them directly from the Pokestop. The icon on the Pokestop that hosted the showcase will turn orange if there are rewards for trainers to claim. And that concludes the article in all of its glory. All right, so uh, Kyle, thoughts, feelings? Are you actually maybe going to give these a shot? It's it's really low maintenance to enter. I mean, I I definitely will give it a shot. Yeah see some of them once they're back on because it does this article does not say but once the showcase is ended they have not restarted yet so it it's going to be like a once a week type of thing maybe you know we don't know really times a week with a gap you know day who knows yeah but they're not available right now if i were to go out and play saturday today i would not find one yeah so kind of bizarre it's saturday i'm gonna go out and play like if i I play pokemon i'm gonna go out on saturday but I, I don't want to sound overly negative. This is not enough. Oh, what? This, this idea is so good, but it feels like they took the first iteration of what they thought of and just put it out there, and they didn't iterate at all on it. I think this is just what's stable, man. They o- Only one Pokemon? Well, Only one idea of one Pokemon, the size. It's the first one. It's the first one. I, I'm I'm willing to bet that it's going to be one Pokemon every time. I will be 
astounded if they say put your favorite dragon type Pokemon in here because <laughs> everyone's going to put Rayquaza because it's all like 20 some odd meters. Well, if it's going to be size related. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not size, yeah. you put in like a, I don't I have to think about it for a second, like a. Like a Dratini or a. Dratini. No, Dratini's even, even that's like a meter long. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's not out yet. Dreepy would be like. Oh, Dreepy. One of the go-to for that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Functionally zero weight. They could also do like max CP or IVs. They could do a bunch of different things. I just, it would have been cooler if. Pokemon were amalgamations of stats instead of only identifying as one stat. And I think that's the part that hangs me up. Yeah, but it's what like, I'm saying, no, though, is that I think that like they're going to change it even on the next showcase. They might have the same biggest Squirtle showcase while this event is going on if we see it a second time. But I think the next time we sh- see showcases after that, it'll be a, a thematically relevant Pokemon or type of Pokemon, and it'll but be some other modifier. I think my idea is more if you look at contests from the main series games when we had them Mm -hmm. a pokemon was an amalgamation of stats that made it cool you know how its uh, attack influenced its cool stat kind of and stuff like that you know its effectiveness at a showcase could be a correlation between cp weight size what moves it knows i suppose yeah you know everything is part of an equation behind the scenes that I think there's a way of doing that, and that's why I think this is the simple answer. I think it is yeah. positive and a step forward, but it's the type of feature that we could have seen five years ago. It's the type of feature that should have come out <laughs> the year after raids came out. Yeah, but we didn't have sizes then, you know, or big, super big and super small, rather. Yeah, but that's not, no, that I... <laughs> That did not take six years to develop. Not good. Not good enough for you, huh? <laughs> I think this I came also out when do it not. To. I just I just want to to go with this one for me personally. I don't want to have to keep every XX large and XX small that I find. Oh. Don't want to do that. Don't have enough inventory. I'm I'm in on that, man. I'm so in on that. <laughs> hey, how's I like catching a, them? How's it's cool to catch them. Home, by the way, going for you. What was that? Are you still transferring stuff to home? I have. Not not very many because I have like some shinies and stuff that I'm now getting, yeah. but very slowly. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm overly negative, but the positive is it is a new feature. It is objectively positive added to the game, and the rewards are kind of neat. Maybe this is kind of just me, but it would be cool if you could pick a reward. Like it gives you three rewards for getting first and you can pick if you want a chunk of experience, a chunk of stardust or a premium item, you know, like it could be a difference between 10,000 experience, 5,000 dust or a star piece, something like that. I don't know. That would just be cool to give a little bit of player agency there. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I kind of like the roulette of the items, too. It's kind of fun. It's like. You get the dopamine hit of like opening a mystery box sort of thing. Uh, as long as the rewards yeah, are worth hatch eggs, Chris. Come on, I do, I do hatch eggs. I would pick the incubator every time. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. I liked, I liked doing the first one. I think I would agree with you that it could use a little bit more dimension and variety, and that right now they haven't communicated if that is or going to be if if that is or is not going to be the case. 
So we'll just kind of have to see. But some communication about what our expectations are for frequency of when we can see these. That would be would be really helpful. Tell me it's going to be once a week. Tell me Monday through Wednesday you can enter Thursday off day Friday. You get your reward. Simple. Yeah. Weekends are off because we want you to go raid or something. I don't know. <laughs> that would make sense. I would love for these to be another thing that people can engage with during the work week, you know? Yeah. It's a cool thing. Oh, yeah, and so it encourages daily I would, I would love to know that that information, though. That'd be Same. Nice. Same. Well, we don't have that information, but we do have some other information. Our last uh, event that we're going to talk about today, uh, the Catching Some Z's event. Ooh, yeah. We talked about this. When we le- talked about the list of events that were happening in July. This one is happening on July 15th uh, and the 16th. Celebrate the upcoming release of Pokemon Go Plus Plus with a delightfully dreamy event, catching some Zs. When, like I just said, Saturday, July 15th at 10 a.m. to Sunday, July 16th at 8 p.m. local time. Uh, a couple of debuts. Uh, Kamala, the drowsing Pokemon, and Snorlax wearing a nightcap. You can complete special research tasks to encounter it. I, th- I do believe it can be shiny, so that'll be something to hunt for. It'd be cool, but Kamala is new. That's a fun Pokemon. I, I called it. I, I told you. You when did. When we record three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was like, they're gonna do Kamala. Yeah. Someone tell Lachlan. He's probably. Oh, Lachlan already. Out of, knows. He's probably exploded out of excitement. Lachlan already knows. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's just, uh-huh. three seconds after it was announced. He's probably on Twitter. <laughs> Whoa! Yes, more or less. More or less. He's got to uh, change his username now. It's time. <laughs> time to move the needle. Special research. Using Pokemon Go Plus Plus will let you play Pokemon Go without staring at your phone. Using the auto throw function, you'll be able to automatically throw Pokeballs at wild Pokemon while you auto spin uh, while the auto spin function automatically spins Pokestops. You can also adjust the settings to switch between throwing Great Balls or Ultra Balls. After you pair the Pokemon Go Plus Plus with Pokemon Go, you'll be able to take on special research that leads to an encounter with Snorlax wearing a nightcap. It's awfully cute. This Snorlax looks like it'll sleep so soundly. We hope catching it makes your own naps even nicer. Very cute. You can also use Pokemon Go Plus Plus to easily track your sleep with Pokemon Sleep. Just press the center button and place it by your pillow. Connecting your Pokemon Go Plus Plus to Pokemon Go will allow you to enjoy some new features based on your sleep data. Uh, and while we're not going to talk about it in its entirety today, there was a uh, infographic slash help article slash introductory published thing that tells you all about how the Plus Plus and sleep will work and its integration with Go. If I remember, I'll make sure I put a link in the show notes. Yeah, but It is official, too. It's not like... Someone posting something else out there. It's like Pokemon Go plus plus dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but su- suffice to say, you can track your sleep with the device or with your phone. Uh, and then based on that sleep in the performance air quotes performance of your sleep, you can get rewards in Pokemon Go. And the example that they showed now, don't get too excited because who knows? But the example that they showed was like for five hours and 32 minutes of sleep, which I hope that person's having a nice day. Um, that person received 10 thousand stardust two what was it two stickers and yeah. one buddy heart with their active buddy which was a whale lord apparently yeah <laughs> um so that's pretty rad that's, that's a lot it's of stardust. actually insane yeah that's a ton once of per day they said they said you can do that once per day mm-hmm. so hopefully those those rewards stay up there at that tier because ten thousand stardust a day just by tracking my sleep i'm well, sleeping anyway five hours they gotta reward you for eight 
because that's what you're supposed to get. I it's got to so. go up. There's got to be at least one more tier above it's that. Some t- it's going to be interesting to see people tear this down and like put out like what the <laughs> well, like the bundles and stuff are for the rewards and the tiers and things so like that. So it's actually, actually Stardust reward is like uh, 0.2% chance. Most of the time, you're just going to get 10 Pokeballs. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, Let's do it. I just made myself so sad. <laughs> I just made myself so sad. I'm okay with that, though. I'll take anything at this point. Again, I'm sleeping anyway. I mean, yes, I'm I know, but the anyway. idea of Stardust is just, it's its very nice. And this also, this also, for lack of a better phrase, is sleeping on the extra features that will come with, with Pokemon Sleep. Like the whole, like, you know, sleeping modes and different I, sleeping styles and catching Pokemon or collecting Pokemon sleeping modes and stuff. It's real cute the commercial makes me yeah. want to cry well uh we'll do a gear up on the pokemon go plus plus after it's out for like full discussion i think on it okay cool and that's gonna be a hilarious full circle it only took five years because the i think my first ever gear up episode was on the pokemon go plus oh yeah i think we initially were like this will be tips and tricks and like accessories because i just gotten it like the be... day before i'm like okay let's whatever. yeah we thought there was going to be more movement on the accessory front, and then there just was not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be good. That'll feel like coming home, more or less. Oh that'll God. be nice. Um, all righty. We got some raids during this event period over this weekend, or next weekend, rather. Uh, One-star raids, you'll see Abra, Galarian, Slowpoke, and Drowsy. And three-star, you'll see Gloom, Snorlax, Delcaddy, and Swadloon. Yeah, Swadloon. Five star, you'll see Reggie Alecki and then Mega. There's Mega Blaziken. And then lastly, new avatar items and stickers. Snorlax pattern nightcap, which is free for everybody once it's out. And the Snorlax onesie, which you will have to purchase as an avatar item. But the nightcap is free. So if you feel like getting your sleep on on your avatar, that's a good one to pick up. I don't think these raids are very notable, except for the five star raid being Reggie Alecki. The rest, I really, it's yeah. not even take it or leave it. I think I'm just leaving them. Yeah. Completely leaving them. Yeah. I, I don't want to do any of these raids. I mean, it's it's notable that Swaloon is in three star, but I'm not going to raid it. It's cool to I see mean, it. I mean, I, I appreciate the the theming for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they all the same color? No, they're just like <laughs> kind of sleepy Pokemon. Yeah. One's a cat. One's yeah. a I don't, one's I don't get the sleep powder as much. Sleep powder. Yeah, but there could have been a lot of sleep powder Pokemon there too. Butterfree. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. No, I would have I would have liked to have seen Butterfree, but I think they were trying to take the opportunity to throw some unique Pokemon in there that we'd like never uh, see. Why not Perugly? Why not Perugly? <laughs> you know what? You make a good point. <laughs> Justice for Perugly. Oh my gosh. Uh cool. So there's that event. Uh I think I'm looking forward to uh oh i didn't talk about the wild encounters oh my gosh jigglypuff abra drowsy snorlax marie teddy ursa slack off wooloo which people are losing their minds over because wooloo has been rare um and then if you're lucky mana or komala you'll see them in the wild so there's that so obviously the shout outs are wooloo and komala from that group snorlax is good to grab you want to make sure you get your xl candies for that what you can because it's kind of rare to get and catch the, the base catch rate for snorlax is really uh non-advantageous to just throwing a regular pokeball and then like fast catching out i would recommend throwing berries at them if this is your first time catching a mass amount of snorlax yeah yep yeah 
Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, anything else notable about this? I think the most notable thing is the plus plus coming out and uh fingers crossed, Pokemon sleep, hopefully at the same time, if not soon after. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, that's it. That's I, right. <laughs> that's it. I mean Kamala. Kamala's noteworthy, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. For about 30 seconds, and then that's it. Well, unless you're Lachlan, and then that's just like makes your year, right? You know. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. It, it, it's always going to make at least one person's year, and that's why Pokemon's great. And that's great, exactly. I'm with you there. All right, cool. Well, that brings us to the end of the news section, and what an action-packed news section it was, Kyle. I'm I'm happily handing over the reins to you uh, for this week's Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, I'm going to do what's the big deal with Reshiram? Not going to lie, I was struggling on finding something relevant for Gear Up this week, so I just picked the most meta-relevant Pokemon I could think of I haven't talked about yet. Nice. <laughs> we've re- we've referenced Reshiram being just like the king of fire types for a long time. Yeah, well, um, but it, I almost made this both Reshiram and Zekrom just to kind of bundle it up. Uh-huh. I realized Zekrom's not the top of electric type, so it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but Reshiram, it's easily the best fire type in the game at the moment. Non-mega, non-mega and shadow, because that's what we usually start with. But by how much? First up, signature move. Fire Fang and Fusion Flare has a DPS of 19.3 and a TDO of 666. Watch out. Watch it. <laughs> but without Fusion Flare, Fire Fang and Overheat, a DPS of 18 and a TDO of 623. Still very good. The next best performance is Heatran. Fire Spin and Magma Storm. So Heatran that just came out. Yeah. 17 DPS, 605 TDO. So it's it's a significant distance behind, all things considered. So to to kind of answer one of our questions we had last week, Magma Storm was very good for Heatran. Yeah. Magma Storm, very good. Very yeah. good. Uh it number two in fire type DPS in that regard. Excellent. That's it. Every Pokemon is just one move update away. One move update away. That's right, DeFi. (laughs) Some other options only get worse, especially if you look at the more obtainable fire options, like non-legendaries. Volcarona, 16.9 DPS, 512 TDO. Darmanitan, which is probably the most obtainable one at the moment. 17.7 DPS, 394 TDO. Ooh. Very squishy. Chandelure, 17.1 DPS, 398 TDO. Still squishy. It's a ghost. It makes sense. Yeah. Blaziken, specifically, Blast Burn. 17.2 DPS, 383 TDO. It's the squishiest so far. Poor Blaziken. Kicking chicken. Reshiram has so much bulk, but it also has such high DPS that it just Nothing else even comes close to competing. So even if we include shadows and megas, because this is now it's kind of it's an impossible topic for me to ignore. Rushram still is just about the best there is. It's only behind Mega Charizard Y and Blaziken. It's ahead of everything else. It's ahead of every shadow. Wow. It's ahead of Shadow Entei. It's ahead of Shadow Moltres. It's just better than everything. What about else? Shadow Mewtwo with Fire Blast or Flamethrower, whatever it's got? No. Flamethrower. 
No. What? Well, okay. So to be fair, my sorting specifically looks at matching movesets. Mm-hmm. So there may be an argument to be had there, but I don't actually think that's going to be the case. Okay. Losing out on a charge move or a fast move when something is already really strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's um. It's not like it's a, a type that really, really was suffering like Ice was when uh, Mewtwo came out. And they're like, just run Ice Beam on Mewtwo and call it a day. Yeah, well, yeah. at that point in time, the best ice type was Jinx. So. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. What a time to be alive oh. that was. Wow. Good Lord. <laughs> and as a closing comment, just looking through the release releases coming up from now, it's very unlikely that anything is going to dethrone Reshiram. Even close, really. Iron Moth from Scarlet and Violet is the closest in terms of stats but it's still not anywhere near as bulky as Rushram is. So it's pretty safe. It's a pretty safe investment. Yeah. So I will say I am kind of pumped to have seen Volcarona at the top of that list, though, uh, <laughs> for other obtainable options. Although it is, it is funny to consider Volcarona an obtainable option. Uh, It'll have kinda... a community day in like four years. Yeah, 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 but until then, you know, we're all just kind of like scrambling out here trying to get our Volcarona candy. And you, you've hatched them though, right? I've I'm, only hatched last... one. Okay, I've just... still only hatched one, despite hundreds of eggs, Kyle. Hundreds, hundreds of eggs. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thank you very much for that. Uh, it was very uplifting. Yeah, you should invest in your Reshiram. I guess that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, so uh, on to Pokalore. And this week's Pokalore is going to focus on Komala, the drowsing Pokemon. This one's for you, Lachlan. Komala is a blue-gray Pokemon similar to a koala. It has large, rounded ears with light orange fur on the inside. Its large, ovoid black nose extends up between its fluffy white eyebrows. And there are additional white puffs of fur on each cheek. There is a small ruff of longer, gray fur around its neck. Each hand is black with five short fingers, and it has three black claws and a black paw pad on each foot. Its underbelly is white, as is its short, fluffy tail. Kamala is usually seen holding a short wooden log, which it is given at birth. The log is typically a light brown uh, with darker oval markings all over it. The ends of the log are tan with the growth rings visible. This Pokemon stays asleep from birth to death, staying this way because of its diet of certain leaves containing poison only Kamala can break down, which induces (laughs) sedative properties. Love it. Uh, While its expression sometimes changes as if it's aware of its surroundings, this appears to be a result of its dreams instead. It is able to eat, travel, and even battle without waking. If the log pillow it clings to is removed, it will be unable to sleep well and thrash wildly. However, it will sometimes cling to the arms of a, or an arm of a trainer it trusts. During a deep sleep, it stops moving altogether. According to ancient people, if a small amount of the saliva created when it eats leaves is watered down and digested or ingested, one will be able to sleep well. This diluted saliva will, uh, was also historically used as an anesthetic for surgeries. Hypno has been known to hunt this Pokemon in Alola, appearing to prefer them over humans. It, it means it's uh, dreams. It eats the dreams. Komala is the only known Pokemon with the ability of comatose. 
Stats, max CP at 40 is 2582 and at 50, 2919 for such a small koala Pokemon. It's got quite the punch. 163 stamina, 165 defense, and 216 attack. 216 attack. Oh, my goodness. Best move set, if you can call it that. It's got kind of um, (laughs) a weird move set in Pokemon Go. Rollout. It is a normal type, by the way. Normal monotype. Uh, You want rollout with play rough mostly in response to fighting types. And then your second charged move can either be bulldoze or paid at payback. Whoever gives you a good argument for it, they're probably right. I couldn't think of any, uh, but yeah, there's that. That's, that's Kamala. <laughs> there is a funny thing about this is that the shiny version of Kamala, the only thing that changes is the color of the log. Uh, so there was this theory online of people were just like, so is the Pokemon the log or is it the koala? Or <laughs> it was fun. That that is one of my favorite yeah. like Pokemon conspiracies. It's great, but it it's, it's great. It makes the most sense because why would the log change color when it's shiny? <laughs> if it's not the part of the Pokemon, I d- throw it through uh, the filter. Apparently, the gray just stays gray. It's, I don't understand. Yeah, no, nobody does. Hence the hence the meme. Love the it. The log it's even has a face. Stuff. Like, come on. It does. Yeah, it's it got some real plank energy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's Kamala, and you'll have your very own Kamala uh, next week when they're spawning in the wild for that uh, catching some Z's event. It'll be great. Uh, but Mr. Kyle, we blew through Pokalore, which means we are at the doorstep of Pokepole this week. So last week's Pokepole was, what is something in Pokemon Go that you were unaware of until someone pointed it out to you? Bonus points for a fun story. First one's from Matters, and he said, hello, gents. IVs. To say I was late to the party is a little understatement. It must have been at least three years in and three level 40 zero star Dragonites for me to listen to my more learned trainers. (laughs) Waste of dust, candy, time. And when I traded one to Minimod, it went lucky, and he got a 98% IV beast. Pretty noobish behavior, chaps. Loving your work as ever. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look, it's okay to not know about IVs, but, like, mm-hmm. did, did you not ever wonder what the the rating system meant at all? <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, I'm, it was really vague. It was very yeah, vague. It was yeah, bad. But, but also at the same time, I mean, when every single time we talk about IVs and we talk about, yeah, these are important if you're min-maxing, but at the end of the day, they really don't matter. It's it's no, percentage points, right? But yes, like, if it's like a, if you know, now you know and you can't unknow it, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Almost wish so, I could be blissfully unaware of IVs at some point. True. It would make my life a lot easier. Less stress. All right. <laughs> Next one's from Maxitron. They said, back in the first few weeks of the game when I was catching all I could catch, I was making some new friends and quickly discovered the Feraligator infested lake on campus near my home was one of the best places to find Dratini and Magikarp. That led to me learning about biomes and that Dratini and Magikarp liked being around lake biomes. Then I learned that not Dratini that not Dragonite and Gyarados are created equally as powerful when all of my initial efforts Gave me Bite Twister and Steel Wing, not Dragon Claw, on my first of each. On another early outing, a friend and I were exploring the concept of nests. We were at a squirtle nest running up and down the length of the park alongside a creek, catching any, catching all of the tiny turtles we could to get the shellfish Pokemon. 
Shellfish Pokemon. What? Shoulder. Right? No, it's Squirtle Nest. Squirtle's not a shellfish. No, you're right. Don't, Let me don't, see. Don't disrespect Squirtle. Squirtle. Squirtles are not shellfish. Category. Isn't it the tiny turtle Pokemon or something like that? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It, it is the tiny turtle Pokemon. Hey. Let's go. Okay. Anyways, that's not the only reason we were there, though. You see, Charmander was hard to come by in those days. But nests in the first couple of rotations rotated the next evolution line in numerical order. So rotation time creeped closer, the tension built, and we were all the more excited to be some of the first players to evolve Charizards in our city. Nest rotation time rolled around, and all of our excitement evaporated as Squirtle turned into Cubone. With that rotation, Niantic decided to remove the predictability of them. I also learned that Tratini and Snorlax had been nesting prior to that rotation, but that seemed too overpowered to provide some players with Tratini, while others couldn't, or something like that. So Tratini hasn't nested since. Something like that. (laughs) When did we all get our Charmanders and Charizard, you ask? Halloween that year was good to us. Our biggest, best, and most trespassing nest in town (laughs) got Charmander to nest there. So every sunset for two weeks, the local pale skins would materialize along the parameter and haunt the various holes in search of the lizard Pokemon. It was fun to watch security escort players off when they got caught shining their lights to avoid the gator in the pond at the ninth hole. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're trespassing on a golf course. This is Florida, isn't it? It probably is Florida. Yeah. Going outside in the (laughs) middle of uh, Halloween. It's definitely Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That sounds that sounds great. I mean, we yeah. we talked about nests pretty pretty recently. They they should really flex nests more. Put Dratini back in the nest pool. Yeah, I mean, nests are something that nobody knows about if you don't look for it. You might be like, why are there so many uh, apom here? Yeah, and then just go on about your day and never think about it again. Yeah, I mean, I'm always it, it, it's really noticeable when you go to a place where it's like really big. Like when I go to the Emerson Park nearby here for events, it's obvious what the nesting Pokemon is, because anywhere you go in that, like, you know, 20 acre park is uh, going to show that Pokemon. You're like, OK, what's the common denominator here? Oh, it's Growlithe. It must be a Growlithe nest. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, just make nests visible. You don't have to tell me what's in them. Just tell me it's a nest. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be amazing. Gives some spice to the map, as we mm-hmm. were talking about last two weeks ago. Last week for the trees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Next one's from Cowboy Danger D, and they said, definitely IVs. I honestly had no clue about them until listening to your podcast, and you guys in the PvP corner broke it down. Heck, there are still times I have to listen back for reference. Totally fair. I'll, I'll take that extra listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next response from Triptando. And they said that has to be quick catching. I had played multiple community days with a friend and we both caught around 400 Pokemon in three hours time. We had to stop at every cluster to catch them all. Then there were people arriving at the clusters later than us and leaving earlier. We wondered if they did catch them all. Later that same event, the same thing happened. I asked them, are you shiny checking or actually catching everything? They told me about quick catching, showed once how it worked, and recommend watching a YouTube video on it for extra information. 
My mind was blown. I've never played any event or even done a regular catch the same since then. Mm -hmm. Now, if I grind really hard, I can catch 500 Pokemon per hour during community day, a factor of three times more than before I knew the trick. The world had never been the same. <laughs> also, it is a bug turned into a feature. If only that would be done more often. Ooh, yeah. No vibes all. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of singular things you can do in Pokemon Go, learning to quick catch is the one thing that will make your experience drastically different. Oh, oh yeah. That's like the number one thing for new players. Like if you say, oh, well, what's the thing that we can do to increase my my play, my quality of play? Quick catch is like number quick one catch. on that list. Yeah. Yep. And it... I don't know. It, it kind of <laughs> bugs me that that's the thing. Mm, yeah. Not not because it's so good, but because the regular way is so bad. Yeah, if the back button stuff was still in there for Android, that'd be really great. Uh, I just I don't need to watch the whole animation. It's it's okay. It's okay that it's there, but it's too long. Yeah, it's too long. I agree, but that that is like core Pokemon thing is the wiggles and the catch or, I, or the bust out. No. But it's clearly not that core because they let the bug exist and they know it exists. Yeah. And they've actively let it stay. They so. have. Yep. And they've they've unofficially said through channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. They have. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're like, quick what now? Uh look it up. Uh a video yeah, will do you will do you more justice than us try to explain it now because you need a visual aid for sure. Yeah. Uh no joke, a 30 or 45 second video will tell you everything you need to know. And if you didn't know about it before, it will be a game changer. Yeah, and it, sure. it takes a little bit of practice. You know, you might need to, to really put some effort into trying to do it right for about 10 minutes. And then uh, you will never be able to catch correctly or not correctly, but in the original way uh, again. Without without thinking about it at the very yeah, least. Even when I'm doing raids, I still do the quick catch thing, even though I'm not about to back out until I see it's caught. Yeah. I just, I just, you can't. I can't stop it. <laughs> so, yep. Our next response in the form of an email is from I am Teaspoon. And they said, hi, guys. Just want to send an email about the poke poll question. One, if you attempt a raid and fail, you get a thousand dust. However, you can attempt that raid again without using a pass if the raid time on the gym is not zero. This means if you have time, get to a raid at hatch, solo the raid and test out different Pokemon or see moves of the raid boss and get a thousand dust and knowledge of the raid boss. Then heal and make the best team. This time, invite friends and take the boss down. This has saved me frustration from losing a raid pass, especially my free raid pass as a free-to-play player. Mm hmm Yeah, so if you fail the raid, you still get a 1,000 Stardust. That's pretty much it. And your, your raid pass is not consumed unless you win or the raid has timed out entirely. But if you do the raid again and win, do you get a 1,000 Stardust again? Because that's how much a raid gives normally. I believe so, yeah. The failed attempt awards 1,000. It does not affect the What if the you winning fail condition. again? You get another 1,000 Stardust, I believe. Really? Yeah. I'm learning new stuff. Congratulations. I have never heard this. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't fail raids very often. It's like... So, uh, so it's not it's not a big deal because you, if you can't hit the ready button and you can't like spam and farm thousand starters, thousand starters, thousand starters, you, it's three minutes. And so for somebody that's like trying to catch two Pokemon, you know, like that are weather boosted, you're you catch three Pokemon that are weather boosted. You can do much more than that in three minutes and generate more stardust. So I don't think people are taking advantage of it or um, 
abusing it rather. Yeah, but if you're somewhere that you've already caught all the spawns and you're not leaving. If you're willing to wait in that lobby three minutes at a time, yeah, go for it. I know. There's been some hints about a ready button. I saw that. People I'm were kind of like, talking about it. I don't know about that. I don't believe yeah. it. I, I'll rumors. believe it when I see it. Rumors when only. <laughs> rumors only. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, there's more to the email. You can bank a free raid pass and get two in one day. Spin a gym and get a free orange pass, but don't raid that day. I typically do this on Tuesdays so I can have two free raids on raid hour. Wednesday raid hour or anytime. Raid a boss and spin a gym again. Get another orange raid pass. Try and use a star piece and lucky egg if you do this trick. This is this is this is a great one right here because it's something that's so ingrained for the hardcore or the consistent player that the more average or casual player might not even know about it. And we don't even think that we need to share that information. Uh, putting this in another way, the the reason that this works is because the game is coded to give you one free raid pass per day when you spin a gym. And this is this is gated you to your one. time of day if you don't have one, but you don't lose it if you have one into the next day. So if you use that one and then you spin, it still counts as your first spin. Yep. Mm hmm. It's a good tip. Real good tip. Number three, if something happens in a raid and you get booted or your phone loses signal, force close the app and immediately try and jump back into the raid. If you're still at the gym and the raid boss is still active and your teammates have not defeated the boss, you can jump back in and add your firepower. This happened to me on Shadow YouTube raid day. Started the battle just fine. Phone glitched. Got back in the raid when he was in the red. Didn't lose a Pokemon. Yep. Also, also good information to know. Don't give up on the raid. If the, the game doesn't like you, <laughs> you know, this one, while it is a good tip is very much like, uh, did you turn it back off and turn it back on again? While it might fix most things, it won't fix all of them. Yes. And if the gym finishes while you're out of it, you're out of luck. Yep. You're not so, only out of time. You're also out of luck, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, just, just the last line of the email. Sorry. Thanks for the work you guys do. I am teaspoon. So love that thank name you very much good name next one in the form of emails from tj son of ander they said i answered this on spotify but there aren't enough characters to include the story you asked for thank you thank you for writing in then that's awesome <laughs> i'm usually the one filling people at raid hour weekly and aside from distance trades for extra candy the thing i find myself sharing the most and people are always surprised by is the blue halo around the profile that shows if you've had your daily interaction and that there are functional terms for your friends list, just like your Pokemon inventory, like, quote, interactable. If you, dear listener, like Chris and Kyle, rarely interact with gifts, <laughs> but do want the bonuses and experience that come along with increased friendships with other trainers, only open gifts from people you have not had your daily interaction. Other search terms include lucky and friend level number. No space with friend level for your level of friendship. I make good use of this as I'm currently at 731 on my idol badge. Get out of here. That's like almost twice as much as uh, you can have friends. Yeah, yeah, it is. That... <laughs> so, what, so what you're saying here, TJ, son of Ander, is that you... Add a bunch of people, then you use them and you toss That's them right. by the wayside. Uh huh. Like so much garbage. 
Honestly, though, I mean, like people do this all the time. They're like, hey, I'm looking for 20 new friends for friendship. Get to best. You know, and they're very upfront about it on social. They're like, hey, like, let's just be giftable and let's just be done with it. You know, and that's cool. But much like much like real life relationships, if you communicate up front what your expectations are, most of the time it's going to work out. All right. <laughs> so good. Good for you. That's cool. Uh, that's that's quite the number on that idol badge. You know, platinum is a lot lower than that. Right. You don't need any more. That's crazy. Oh, I my just, gosh. I just I just hang on. Just quick math. Let's let's assume quick math. No star piece. OK. A best friend is. You mean 163, sorry, lucky egg. Yeah. A best friend is 163,000 experience. Yes. Without a lucky egg. So, so that's 163,000 experience times 731. That's 120 million experience just from friendship. alone. Just from friendship. Friendship alone. You've made it two thirds of the way to level 50 on just friendships. Wow. It really goes to show it's who you know, not what you know, huh? Yeah. How many of those have you added up from Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) I want credit, by the way. I want credit. I sent out so many gifts at NAIC that I I have finally figured out that half of my friends list is composed of people just like me that never open up their gifts because I didn't hit my gifting limit. And every day I ran out of people to send gifts to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. When when we had the event where we got guaranteed gifts from stops and I was sending as many as I could every day, mm-hmm. I probably got 75 yeah. gifts total. I, I only have my friends lift is only like 150 and I wasn't sending gifts to best friends. Oh, so, OK, I've still, got that's half my friends plus. list is not opening their gifts either. Yeah. And like I part of me wants to like organize the friends list so that I can then just add a bunch of people to send gifts to. But then the other part of me is like, that's way too much work because yes, the system does not have the tools that I need to, daily to make it easy. Follow up too, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Oof. Nope. Anyways, there's a little more to the email. P.S. For Chris and Kyle, y'all are welcome to come to this year's potluck if you don't already have plans for Global Go Fest and are willing to drive to Madison. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> P.P.S. Not sorry for the email that was apparently too long for Spotify. <laughs> T.J. Sonamander. <laughs> <laughs> i love that um hey you know what my current plan is to stay local because i'm betting on being really tired after new york but madison isn't that far away it's like a no, three hour drive not no that said i'm we're gonna probably walk like 50 miles in new york oh, so yeah. i don't i don't oh, know what yeah what i'm gonna physically be capable of the next week you know what you know what it means to, for this time to be a not so notable trainer kyle means we have the freedom to walk yeah that's right just don't get some better shoes chris (laughs) i will be getting some better shoes this time don't you worry uh Uh, that being said really quick little heads up about new york we're going to be doing since we're not going to be part of any official niantic events although niantic is hosting our stay and our travel we should say um and our tickets everything uh we are going to be planning several little meetups during the day different locations we might be piggybacking with the incensed guys too because they're going to be holding a not so notable trainer meetup and that sounds like a good time uh we don't have official plans yet but we will let you know what they are um and all that good stuff probably on social media and in here and in here i mean like in an episodic format so there's that cool all right last one in the form of an email it's doozy from del hazard they said, hello, legends. So <laughs> I'm, I'm finally caught up on the episodes, and I'm now sad that I have to wait a week for new episodes. 
With the recent news about Niantic canceling MBA and Marvel and laying off 230 employees, wanted to hear your thoughts on something I've been thinking about. Well, it's good to see that they plan to narrow down focus on existing products, including Pokemon Go. We never want to see people lose their jobs. Some online reaction to this news was to comment on the remote raid changes affecting finances. Well, I do agree that this would have had a major impact. The thing I don't understand is why the promotion, specifically cross-promotion of their own games, is so poor. If you look at a company like Epic and games like Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys, there have been crossover events such as if you do X in Rocket League, you can earn Y in Fortnite. With all the IPs that Niantic had, it would have been pretty cool and smart of Niantic to employ this kind of promotion. I never played NBA All World, but for example, if they had a promotion and challenge for like, if you reach level five in NBA, you unlock a t-shirt with the NBA logo for your avatar in Pokemon Go. Even if there was some reason you couldn't reference NBA or other IPs in Pokemon Go, you could still have challenges and the rewards are not linked, like earn encounters or premium items. Especially encourage your largest player base to try their other games. Instead, over time, it felt like focus was taken away from Pokemon Go, even if that's not true. However, things like the Niantic posts on Twitter, such as last week in Niantic, proceed to mention all their other games and not Pokemon Go, which doesn't help. Yeah, that is odd. I find it quite frustrating, to be honest. If Pokemon Go was in a more positive place and they gave incentives to play Peridot and other games, I and others would be more encouraged to try them, and some may even stick with them. I do, however, think that the IP of Pokemon just perfectly fits the vision Niantic has for its AR location-based game as opposed to any other IP they've tried so far. True. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing your thoughts, and as I write this, I hope I didn't somehow miss any cross-promotion incentives that may have happened making this all void. Insert nervous laughter here. (laughs) Anyway, while I know of people who have quit the game or play significantly less, I still enjoy the game at its core and love the community around it. I just want to see it succeed and have the happy and positive player base I remember. Hope you guys and listeners have a wonderful week. Uh, something, something long email. Del Hazard. Perfect. All right, Chris, you want to go first? Oh, yeah. I mean, the answer is exactly what you expect it to be, Del, is that Pokemon just does not do that with any other IP. They do not mix. They do not cross. Uh, they stay in their lane. And they are very protective of their lane. They're very protective of what is and is not considered official representation of their own Pokemon. They don't even let Niantic do costumes without express permission because it's an alteration of their core thing. And they hold those representations very close to the vest. It's one of the reasons why Pokemon is so uh, unimpeachable as it is as an IP. Yeah. And on top of that, it's just, you know, I don't even actually know where my thought's going right now. Okay. No. I don't know where that, no. In addition, I would like to say that I think if we're going to be talking about approval processes when it comes to Pokemon, think about that also with like Marvel slash Disney 
and NBA and stuff like that, you'd have to get all of these groups into a room together to do this. There are some there are some companies that are very good about this, but it's usually like with a first party IP and not a licensed IP and then a third party. Right. So, for example, like Capcom, didn't they do a crossover with Summoner's War? Give me an example. They, that they did. Summoners War. I, I mean, right. it's Capcom did Summoner's War just did Assassin's Creed. Right. For See, but, example. But, but that's so, yeah. a first party thing coming from a company that is just that game well i mean yep. summoner's war is now other games too but you know what i'm talking about yes that game was summoner's war and then they reached out to one third party and said hey want to play a ball not a middle party going hey person we licensed to hey other person we licensed exactly. y'all want to meet up like exactly that's it's really like, hard to it'd manage. be different if let's say disney was to talk to tpc yeah, yeah. that's a conversation that can happen mm-hmm. it will never happen but it <laughs> no. could happen. No. Um, those are two Disney companies that are to play ball than Nintendo is. But. Yeah, but but those are two companies that that are used to walking away from the from the dessert table with the biggest slice of pie. Exactly. And, and those two people just can't exist in the same yeah. partnership. And I think this this boils down to what I said earlier when we were talking about this at the top of the show is that it just pokemon go is so much more than anything else around it mm-hmm. that it just doesn't make any sense right why would tpc want to collaborate with the mpa <laughs> right right it, it would be only to the express uh benefit of the nba game and probably zero to negligible benefit to pokemon go's player base and success so then it'd be a waste of attention funds etc why not hold their own specific event and things like that all of that said, it is an absolutely fantastic idea. It makes complete sense oh, yeah. to do things like this. As you said with your examples, Rocket League and Fortnite. Fortnite is the absolute monstrous king of this. Oh, yeah. And they show that it works really well when you have the bargaining oh, my gosh. tools to do it. I got to say. And I know that you and I are similar in this point, but I can't stand Fortnite as a video game. I don't like playing it, whatever. But all of the respect in the world for their marketing and what they do with that product, those crossovers are insane. Yeah, absolutely. It, the next level. It's Although at the same time now, it's kind of watered it all down because in one match, you can have Goku against... Midoriya, Deku yeah. against Naruto, <laughs> against Batman, against it's Sherlock so cool, Holmes. It's, no, I. If you care, the Jim uh, Jim Sterling from the Jim Acquisition did a fantastic episode on this. You can look it up, but it's it it makes it feel less impactful because they've done it so much. Oh sure, but they have done a really good job with what they've done. Yeah, everybody seems pretty much happy across the board with that, and that can't be said for a lot of things that popular video games are doing right now. Not naming any names, but I mean, like it's it's difficult to constantly hit all the time, and they they seem to with their base. Yeah, um, and just one last comment about Pokemon Go not being on last week in Niantic. It that's that's a really easy one, in that Pokemon Go dwarfs everything else in Niantic, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like Pokemon Go can have its own announcement via Pokemon Go, and it will get more interaction than anything else they post. And to show it, I mean, they, they did for the 70 year anniversary thing. They did like a little, oh, here's all the stuff we've done this past mm-hmm. year or so that we've introduced. And it's like a list of like seven features. Yeah. But like 
if you go and you go on Twitter, unfortunately, <laughs> God help you, and you look at any post that Niantic makes, not Pokemon Go, Niantic, the comments are only about Pokemon. Every single comment is always about Pokemon. So they don't need to do more with Pokemon. They really they don't. already get all of it. They already get all that engagement. It's very right. Very right. <sighs> Anyways. Thank you for that email. That was a good one, though. <laughs> yeah. So for this week's Pokepole, we have, besides Squirtle, what other costumed Pokemon from other Pokemon games slash shows would you like to see in Pokemon Go? We've asked a similar question, I think, in the mm-hmm. past, but uh, there's been a lot more now. So I've got two answers. I, I was trying to find a list to like work with here, but I, I couldn't. Um, so one is a, a bad one from the anime that I remember. And that's the hair tuft Pikachu. The Sparky. Yeah. From like it's like episode 10 of oh the Oh my gosh, from, from like the that. Ash clone. Yeah. <laughs> who has the Pikachu, except that Pikachu is better than our Pikachu, at least yes. right now. Yes. Yeah. That if would be kind that. of funny to do something small like that. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, and they're not averse to changing Pikachu just a teensy bit and being like, here's an event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and as for an actual costume, give me either and it's not in the game yet but i don't care pirate cinderace from pokemon unite oh yeah or like uh, a dozen different costumes from pokemon unite honestly but pirate cinderace and the astronaut gengar are (laughs) so good conceptually (laughs) i love them astronaut gengar is a good one yeah 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 i'm a big fan and like the pilot cinder, uh, pilot talent flame is also really good too. But yeah, yes. those are my two. I, I want those in Go. <laughs> yeah, I, please bring over all of the hollow wear. They're just so good. They're just so so good. Citrus I'm gonna, berry Snorlax. I love that one. That's so good. All right, I'm gonna keep my answer simple though. Okay. Um, the Trico with the wheat in his mouth. That's an easy one to do. Um, and doesn't even need to evolve. I'm okay with that. And another one that doesn't need to evolve would be a, a really cool trophy piece would be Crystal Onyx. And there could be an event around it. And at the end, you get an encounter with a special Crystal Onyx that has like its own like pseudo shiny animation that's unique only to that. It's like a form, you know? Um, it'd be cool. Can't evolve. Okay with that too. Um, but yeah, Crystal Onyx is from the anime, by the way. If anybody at home is like, what's that from? Yep. It's just a, a crystal colored onyx. Basically, they're just yeah, implying just that looks really good. onyx can be made from other minerals, essentially. Yeah, I, think, I think the idea in the anime was that it, it is what it eats. And yeah. That one ate crystals. Yep. Yep. So I'd love to see that personally. But those hollowware, all of them is so good. <laughs> that berry Snorlax. So yeah, funny. It's, it's very good. <laughs> all right. So- anyway. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, Sorry. but there's also like firefighter Blastoise. Yeah. They're- they're bad skins for a MOBA, but man, they are great skins for. They're not bad skins they're bad. for a MOBA. I'm sorry, but if you compare any skin from League of Legends that's not a recolor to any skin from Unite, m- maybe five of the Unite skins stand okay. up. Here, here's the difference, right? Is that because the Pokemon cannot be like super changed. 
they they can only have costumes on. And League of Legends characters, because it's their own IP, they're willing to be like, yeah, it's this character, but now I, he's he's half consumed by the void, or he's a I human version know of himself. Why. I know the reason. It yeah. doesn't make the costumes good. <laughs> oh, I, I think the, the limitations is part of the, the bigger idea and should be look, factored look, into your Look judgment. at that $40 Alola Ninetale skin and tell me that's a good skin. <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue price points okay. with you. We're just talking no, about No, but like, you should look at the skin. It's a bad skin if it was $5 and it's $40. Anyways, we're going to move on. We're almost done here. <laughs> would it be a bad skin if it was free? It would be significantly less egregious, but I would still say this is not a good skin. Maybe you'll get it from the from the machine. The, oh, God. the luck machine thing. Do they still oh, don't talk about how bad that system is currently. <laughs> I, I already heard they the complaints. It? I'm pretty sure they changed it. No, they sure added that. a new one. They added oh. a new gotcha <laughs> dice event thing. Don't worry about it. It's hey, bad. We, we heard you liked gotchas, so we put a gotcha in your gotcha. <laughs> All right. Anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was one more time, besides Squirtle, what other costume Pokemon would uh, from other Pokemon games slash shows would you like to see in Pokemon Go? You can answer when we post it on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. If you're a patron of ours, we have a channel in our patron exclusive Discord that you can answer in the hashtag Pokepole channel. You can also send us an email to mail at GoCastPodcast.com or leave us a voicemail at 262 586 7717. If you're listening on Spotify on the app, you can answer the question in the QA section right there in app two. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, yes, we do have a video version of this podcast. You can answer in the comments and we'll pull from all over the place. Okay. Speaking of emails and voicemails and all that good stuff, Kyle, where are we in this show? I am so bad at keeping it straight. It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. Thank you very much. And two voicemails. We're going to start with our first voicemail, which is from Crazy Cobra back again. Hey, GoCast. Um, it's Crazy Cobra again. And I just wanted to talk about my week since it's been a very good one, much better than usual. So in my game, I have made quite a few crazy accomplishments. Um, well, not crazy per se, but crazy to me because I'm a very casual player who's been cooped up in the house and has still managed to get 100,000 XP per day, which is one of the things I wanted to mention. That's incredible. I don't have any Pokestops near me, but I'm getting really good at X Electros. And yes. I'm almost to level 37, which I'm pumped about because, like I mentioned last time, I need to start nominating Pokestops, get the um, get the experience, um, not the game experience, but like experience on what makes a good Pokestop or not. So I'm really excited about that. Okay, here's the here's the cool thing. The last week I found two Galarian birds. Okay, so the first one was a Galarian Articuno, and I told you my story before. I already have one, but. Then later on in the week, I found a Galarian Zapdos, which I don't have. And that's what I've been saving my Master Ball for, another Galarian bird, which is not nice. my Articuno. Nice. So I tossed it. I got it. I completely forgot to pineapple it, so I feel like an idiot, but still. <laughs> I was very, very proud of that. And then I caught a shiny Fomantis. I was not expecting it. <laughs> but I did check every single Fomantis I saw because I knew the shiny had just arrived. and. Probably on the last day or two, I just click on one. There's my shiny. 
<laughs> and so I have it, and its IVs are trash, but I have a shiny, so I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, the coincidence. First of all, I wanted to wish you a happy five-year anniversary of the podcast. I'm really loving it, and uh, keep up the good work. The coincidence. So, your first ever episode, which also is the, what the anniversary is on, is on July 1st. I watched the, your latest episode on July 1st and your first episode on July 1st. Mm. Whether that's a coincidence or not, I don't know, but I just wanted to mention Synchronicity. it. Synchronicity. Kind of nice. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys are all having a great week, and I just wanted to share my happy little um, things with you guys. So I'll see you next week, and uh, thanks for the podcast. Bye. Well, thanks very much for the well wishes yeah. about the, the anniversary, and congratulations on your second Galarian bird. Just one more to go. Jeez. One Crazy. more to go. Wow. Also, 100,000 experience a day. With that's, no stops nearby. That's exceptional. Like, that's, I'm gonna that's really good. think spawn density ain't hot either then, too, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is that is some effort. So congratulations. Keep up the good work. 37 is just the beginning. You'll uh, <laughs> soar to higher heights. That'd be great. It's, no, it's the it's the halfway point. We're not counting fifty. It's okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Hoo wee! But thank you very much for the voicemail, Crazy Cobra. Appreciate it. And again, congrats on uh, your Galarian Zapdos. Our next email, sorry, voicemail rather, is from Walrain eleven oh six. Hey, what's good, guys? Uh, Walrain eleven oh six back at it to answer the Pokeball for this week. Um, don't want to be too long-winded, but just a couple of things I thought of right away. Uh, first off, quality of life with the gift opening system, um, that little glitch that you can do to um, open the gifts quicker. Um, I know that doesn't impact you guys, and you still don't open them, but uh, either way, <laughs> I, I think it helps people, and it helped me um, when I, I didn't want to spend 10, 15 minutes opening those. Um, I would say another one is Wayfarer, having learned – about the S2, S14, S17 cells. Oh, um, prior to knowing about that, <laughs> I had submitted a few stops just kind of willy-nilly. And now that I know that there's this whole intricate mapping system behind it, um, it, it's really easy to want to sit down, take the map, and pinpoint exactly where you're going to add your stop <laughs> um, to go ahead and try and create as much, as many waste spots as possible, as many gyms as possible. Um, I've got a couple parks in my local community that um, I've got mapped out, and I think I can legitimately get to two or three gyms by specifically placing them on uncertain um, cells. So that's a nice one. I would say the biggest one. I joined the server last June, started listening to the podcast last June, and went crazy last summer. I think I caught like 30,000 Pokemon. I went up Woo. like four or five levels, a couple dozen million experience. And I kid you not, I had zero idea that there was the, the, the catching glitch where you could pull the ball over and then catch her and run. Um, for a yeah. good three months that I had started listening what? to y'all, I had no idea. Had no idea what it was. And then we talked <laughs> about it on the podcast, and it changed my gameplay forever. So I would say that's the biggest one for me is the Pokeball catching glitch. Um, I honestly don't think I could play the game any other way. Um, <laughs> That's right. If you're, you know, trying to do things on the go, you know, being able to go ahead and, 
you know, catch things that much quicker and, uh, you know, is, is huge. So cheers. Sorry for the long voicemail. Um, hope y'all are doing well. My, uh, my wife and I's, uh, baby, uh, turned six months old here this week. So it's been, uh, it's been full circle, you know, started last year. She was three months pregnant, uh, when I got to the podcast and now we're here and I'm a, a whole dad. So nice. that's uh, a grand old time. <laughs> cheers. Kind of luck all and, uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, so yes, it's, I understand correctly. Walrain caught 30 some odd million Pokemon, 30 some odd million experience 30,000 pokemon mm-hmm. before they found out yes about quick catching yes are you gonna do the math of how much time that was and i don't want to sequence? i'm just saying that that, is, that that much play in one summer at the default speed of the game is impressive we've done it not that many that. Ca- that many catches is insanity yeah probably not that many catches that's a third of your total lifetime catches or something like that chris <laughs> Like you have 120, 100, probably 150 now. I haven't actually looked in a while, but I have like, I have like 90. No, I actually 65, 77. I have 77,000. So you probably have about twice that. I have 174,000. Okay. A little more than twice that. So yeah, that's a, that's a lot of Pokemon to be caught normally. Nice. That's a lot of, po- oh, wow. I got a shiny mudkip just now, by the way. Isn't that Get great? out of here. Okay. Fair enough. Boy, anyway. <laughs> Chris and his, uh, like. 40 house spawns <laughs> see how many there are now it's insane i i have it's caught like i have caught them i have caught some but this is this is my house right oh, now. oh for those of you who can't see it he's got four yeah i got four, four. screen there was a fifth one that i had already caught so wow five. party over there man that's a whole raid group <laughs> oh my gosh okay <laughs> Uh, but again quick catching though to to save the day i was just about to say yeah i think at the end of the day the the takeaway is learn how to quick catch if you haven't apparently it is as far as the game's is uh concerned life-changing so yeah okay thank you very much for the voicemails we got one email and this one is from nate and nate wrote hey guys this catch radius thing is still bugging me sonantic's comments about seeing too many pokemon on screen possibly being quote overwhelming end quote to new players but i have to say they should worry more about underwhelming them (laughs) preach preach that's funny um i live in the biggest city on my uh, in my state about 10 minutes from the center of the city and i can barely encounter pokemon near my house for the most recent spotlight hour i couldn't get out of the house because my toddler's bedtime is 6 30 and i was only able to encounter and catch five rufflet over the course of the whole hour despite roaming every corner of my house Forget shiny hunting. I didn't even have enough candy to evolve one. I don't consider myself a rural player because this isn't, by any means, a rural area. But the smaller encounter distance really just turns away uh, rural players more than anything. Anyway, sorry for the long email, Nate. All right, so I got to say, that's really surprising for where you say how close you are to a city center. I'm curious to hear if you have Pokestops near you or not because... That will influence spawn density quite a bit. And if you're looking to bring up some, and I know this, people are like, oh, of course, do Niantic's work for them. Use Wayfair to your to your benefit and try to get some stops nearby, and you'll probably help your spawn issue there. But the fact that that exists in the first place is concerning. Yeah, that especially because for Spotlight Hour, they do turn on extra spawn points. Yeah, all like, over the place. Uh, for those watching the video, my, my spawns you know, at five or six, for usual spotlight hour when recording, I'll have 10, 15 
or or more. So yeah. that is unfortunate. One comment I didn't make about Walrein's voicemail is relevant here about the Wayfarer. Hearing people do this stuff with Wayfarer conceptually, it's it's so great. The idea of being able to plan and see where the best place to have Pokestops are. If it wasn't six plus months of lag time for submitting them. Yeah. It really yeah. kind of disincentivizes me from submitting a stop that is like a hundred feet outside my front door. Cause it's just like, well, six months from now I find it gets rejected and then I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> so while fair can be great, but also it has its problems. It is kind of a bummer. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, thank you very much for the email and we hope that, uh, your situation improves if you're able to get some Wayfair or, um, you know, I mean, time, time will, will tell quite literally your toddler will grow up and, uh, you will hopefully have more freedom in the evening, maybe even as a, uh, activity for the two of you to do. That'd be fun. Very fun. But thank you for the email, Nate. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email or a voicemail like these fine folks did, you can by sending an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail as said before to the number of, I scrolled right past it. What am I doing? Here we go. Two, six, two, five, eight, six, seven, seven, one, seven. You can also visit our website for all things. Go cast podcast at gocastpodcast.com. We also have a contact page. You can uh, send emails through there, or if you want to check the number or the spelling of the email address that should be listed there as well. Follow us on Twitter at gocast podcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, throw us a buck every month or so. Uh, please, that'd be great if you're considering that. Go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash podcast. And yes, this is also how you get access to our patron-exclusive Discord, if you're curious. But speaking of patrons, shout-outs to our elite trainer tier patrons at the $10 tier. Uh, thank you so much, first of all. And secondly, here are your names. Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arkham, Tish, Marvin and Mimi, Swartz or Hasui and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Motters, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Steven, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew, too, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, and Victoria. Thank you so much to all of you for your generous support and helping us keep the digital lights on. Hope to see a fair amount of you during this GoFest season. That'd be pretty sweet. And if monetary support is in the cards for you, but you'd like to help support us all the same, you can by leaving us a review. I'm pretty much anywhere that allows reviews. We got two new reviews since the last one. Actually, we got three. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, okay, let me let me lead. I'll, I'll leave the the third one for last because it requires some commentary from myself. Okay, <laughs> so the first one is from Galarian Guy, and they said just an S tier Pokemon Go podcast. Do you like Pokemon Go? Do you like hearing uh, honest people with a touch of cold, hard truth and a splash of comedy? Then you better get listening, buddy. Smiley face emoji. Love this podcast, and I don't miss an episode. I hope it brings as much joy to you as it does to me. Thank you, gentlemen. And, of course, DeFi-E. Thank you very much. That's really kind of you to say. Uh, glad to hear you're enjoying the show. Uh, and that we're funny. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would agree with that. <laughs> Uh, this one is from Manu TD 1980, and the review is titled Really Good. Uh, this is a high-quality podcast. If you're reading this right now, just know that you are doing a good job or great job. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. All right. And this third, this third review, it was a one star out of five. 
And it just said blank this. Use your imagination for that. And this person has re, uh, previously <laughs> left five star reviews and re left five star reviews like six or seven times. But the content of those reviews were only ever heart emojis. And so I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> so was that the oh, is that the title? And there was no body. No, Actually, it's it just the title, title and body. Just that's it. Oh, okay. Just emojis, okay, well, heart sorry. emojis, happy face emojis. So if you're like, why won't they read out my name? Um, it's because there's nothing to read in that review. So sorry. Thank you very much for having left so many <laughs> five-star reviews and then deleting them and relieving them. Um, but oh, what I won't man. do is read out your name if you leave a one out of five-star just to get attention. So heads up to that individual. Uh, thanks for playing the game, but maybe next time. Uh, cool. Kyle, I think we just got to set some goals and then get out of here. Is that right? Yep, it's time. Sweet. All right. What are you looking to do this week? It's uh, tomorrow is uh, Squirtle Community Day Classic. All right. So one, 10 shiny Squirtles. Oh, boy. Two shiny sunglass Squirtles. Hopefully. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to do better than these, but I'm being conservative because I'm not sure what the day is going to go like. Yeah. Uh, go back and mega progress. I haven't done that in a little while. I feel like uh, when I stopped setting it as a goal, I stopped doing it. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Uh. Finish my two rocket research, which just means fight Giovanni once, actually. And then I need to finish the anniversary research. I think I I need three buddy candies. And then I got to do like the the evolution, I think, because I haven't done that yet. I switched to <laughs> my Pidgeot for this one because I'm like, I'm not going to get it done if I don't. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. I don't appreciate that. I, I, <laughs> I will say of all the tasks, don't appreciate the seven buddy candies. Yeah, that one's a bit of a bummer. I also switched to to my Pidgeot just for this. But, man, that Pidgeot's getting a lot of kilometers walked. It's like, oh, is it an event where you need candies? It's my time to <laughs> Put shine. Put me in, coach. Yeah, honestly. Okay, that's fine. Uh, good. Those are good. Very good goals. Uh, for myself, I want to catch 20 shiny Squirtle. Also, two shiny uh, sunglasses Squirtle. Hatch 50 eggs and continue my mega progress with my newly minted hundo sableye uh, <laughs> i think i'm one mega away that'll be tomorrow from mega two and then i'll start the grind for mega three so already in route to finishing that just uh want to keep it up and with that we'll bring episode 242 to a close thank you so much for listening lots of stuff top to bottom in this episode i am going to be putting out some sort of communication about our anniversary celebration bonus episode uh we kyle and i will try to find uh time to the best of our ability to do so um but i will put out a call for voicemails and emails and we'll collect several of them we've already gotten one or two uh so looking forward to hearing um you know people's memories or celebrate pokemon go or whatever you want to do uh when that goes out so keep your eyes open on twitter and all that good stuff but until then we'll see you next episode um 243 yeah 243 will be next episode until then shiny vibes good luck this weekend for community classic and bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.